The following program is brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations, and the views and opinions may not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this station. Today on The Travel Guys. In the travel news, Southwest Airlines reveals which of its flights are best for eclipse viewing, who needs an expensive Oregon hotel room, and American Airlines is swimming in a sea of complaints. At 320, Mark tells us what things the flight attendants don't want to see from you on the plane. Oh, one of what could be on that list. I guarantee you bare feet on the bulkhead wall will be one of them. We are still on the case of the jacked-up airfare. Gwen Duncan discussed disappearing or at least increasing airfares with us recently. Chris Elliott is here at 335 to dig deeper on whether or not airlines are changing airfares right before your eyes. His answers may surprise you. We had a lot of fun giving away tickets last week, so you know what? We're back to the prize barrel today, and we're going to do it again. This time we want to know window or aisle seat on the plane and why. American Express gift cards to the best answers starting at 350. Thanks for coming along with us this afternoon. We are most pleased you are here for the latest edition of the Travel Guide. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. Welcome, my friends. It's another edition of the Travel Guys here on KFBK. Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano with you. We're brought uh, to you each week by Sports Leisure Vacations, and so happy uh, to to be joining you uh, again this week. It's going to be a fun show, Mark. It's, how have you it been? It is going to be week? a fun show. How was your week? My 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 week was very good, actually. I just spent uh, part of the weekend in in San Francisco. Um, Playing guardian angel to a visitor from out of town, and so I'm. Uh, uh, it's it's and the weather in San Francisco was spectacular this weekend, and the baseball team even won a game. Somebody Amazing. said you don't talk much about the Giants on the radio anymore, and I said there isn't much to talk about. <laughs> so. Well, you know, uh, but we still love them. We still love them. How about you? You anything going on in your? I just hang around town mostly all week. You know, it was been a good week. Uh, just uh, trying to take care of the wife. Uh, you know, a few weeks ago, I think you remember I fell down our stairs, uh-huh. right? Well, it was her turn. Oh, she fell down the stairs. Yeah, you know, when you say fall down the stairs, people always have this this image of something like, you know, out of what happened to baby Jane, where they <laughs> one sister pushed the other down and there's this tumbling. It wasn't really, not neither one of them were that bad, but it's a slip of the foot and then... Doom, 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 doom. We may have to move and you into a one-story home. I know, and you know, and who would be stupid enough... To buy a, a two-story house where there are no bedrooms downstairs. They are all <laughs> well, upstairs. I think we know the answer to that question already, yeah, don't we? thank you very much. I don't know. Right. Anyway, I did want to make a, just, a, just a quick stop in the road here before we jump to the travel news uh, and uh, tell our listeners, if they haven't heard, some of you might remember... Uh, Johnny Hyde, Uncle John, as he was called by the listeners uh, at uh, Croy Radio back in the 60s. And I know, Mark, you probably listened to Uncle John a little bit. Uh, A little bit at KCRA, your old stomping grounds. There you go. Well, John passed away uh, earlier this week, uh, 
and uh, he's going to be missed by a lot of folks. John is responsible for for bringing me to Sacramento. He he hired me to come to town and work at KCRA where we work together, uh-huh. and 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 in that particular gig at for KCRA is where I met my wife and married, and and then I had my children and so forth. And there are certain turning points and people in your life that are somewhat significant in regards to taking you on a on a down a particular path that you might not have otherwise gone down mm-hmm. so you know i contribute me coming to sacramento marrying my wife and my kids to good old uncle john and whenever i would see him uh, he would always apologize for that he was a controversial figure that whole time in radio at kcra and and back in the 70s was a very it is it, it was uh, the, I, the ratings must have been bonkers because they were in the news all the time about talking about controversial issues. You were a part of all of that. We we were. We were. John was always a step ahead of everybody else in programming in regards to doing things differently. Uh, he was responsible for, uh, we did a program called Midday, which was a magazine-style radio uh, that you listened to when you were about 12, I think, and I don't know why. Uh, it was sandwiched between two morning news blocks, much like KFBK is. Uh-huh. Uh, you would have a morning news, but since still music went on AM was kind of predominant, we would do we would do a music. And then in the afternoon, we would have have news again. And we were okay. actually news you radio. Were conversational. It was. But, but John felt that something better would be uh, suited to bridge those two. So we did a magazine-style radio program. And uh, people down the hallway in Channel 3, they kind of caught on to that. And they would come down and say, well, what is that you're doing there? And we would have Jimmy Fiddler, Hollywood Reporting. We had Joe Carcioni, the green right, grocer. I remember that. And a lot of local features. Mm-hmm. And so we would we would share it with them. And the next thing you know, at 7, 7.30, weeknight, a magazine-style TV show uh-huh. shows up. Later on, evening and p.m. Spun something off of I that. think our friend Steve Larosa had something yes, to do Steve with. Steve was too, a so. major player. This is all kind of tied together here in one big giant it, glob. It, it is, but one thing <laughs> people, a lot of people probably would not know unless they were listening to me right now, is that uh, uh, Uncle John Johnny Hyde was actually the you know the uh, the creator, if you will, with a uh, midday and then later on uh, the 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 television program. So. Uh, and that's only the tip of the iceberg. We don't have the time for to for, say for he was anymore. a creative genius he on was, the radio he would was, be a so huge understatement. There you go. So we'll all miss him and uh, bless his heart. John is uh, listening in right now and uh, will be critiquing me later on in my head for for all the things that I didn't get right, which I, is usually a lot of stuff. I'm sure. Well, farewell to John. On to the travel news, shall we? Yes. By the way, Huey Lewis in the news, uh-huh. Friday, Yeah, Thunder Valley Casino. I'm going to uh, see if I can connect with him. I, ah. He's not an easy man to, to trap. But anyway, uh, to the travel news. To the travel news. If you're headed to Europe sometime in the next month, month and a half, you might want to... Uh, this is a kind of a, a, a warning flag. Remember early last summer, the TSA lines here in the States got really long. And there were some issues. Suddenly, we didn't have enough TSA people, and they had to do some reconnoitering and some shuffling. And within about, amazingly, within about a month, they had it pretty well under control. Well, Europe is having the same problem. They are having a shortage of staff at European airports and at border crossings. And why is that happening? Because more people are using the airports 
than ever before, and more people are crossing the borders than ever before. So they've gotten caught a little bit shorthanded. You could probably argue that there's no excuse for that, but that's the situation. And what's happening is we're getting lines at border crossings and at airports, which are causing folks not to be able to get where they need to get to make connecting flights and stuff like that. So if you're headed to Europe in the next month, month and a half, particularly if you're traveling on a Friday, a Sunday, a day that might be a holiday in the country that you're in, or regionally, something like that going on where people are, are free and more folks are traveling, beware, allow yourself a little extra time so you make sure that you make that connecting flight. Good tip. All right. Um, here's a couple of contradicting reports. Um, one says the travel market in the United States is expanding. Domestically, it's expanding. People who live in the United States are traveling more. The market is going to grow about 6% this year. The international travel market for the United States is not expanding. Um, this is kind of interesting. Um, the uh, Forward Keys found out that U.S. is the only major country in which summer travel bookings are down year over year. Airline reservations for June, July, and August interna for international inbound travelers are down 3.5% from 2016. Um, Toronto schools have decided that their students cannot come to the United States anymore. They are afraid that because of the travel ban that the president has come up with that one of their students could get trapped in that and not be able to get back over the border and so they have decided um toronto schools to the united states that's 1600 field trips a year wow so um toronto so, i'm surprised so folks are traveling more domestically that expansion is continuing but folks on the other side of the of the ponds are saying uh maybe not so much at least not right now for the United States, Southwest Airlines has announced the best flights to witness the solar eclipse. Why did we not think of this? <laughs> these well, people okay. have paid all this money, bought these hotel rooms. They're in disputes with the hotels that are jacking up the rates and everything. Right. All you had to do was buy a plane ticket on the right flight and you're in business. Southwest Airlines has um, says we're going to have hundreds of seats. Now, of course, this is the one thing. What if you're on the wrong side of the plane? Yeah. <laughs> well, it'll still be dark on the other side uh, of the plane. Yeah, no, I, I'm guessing that uh, what's going to happen is, since Southwest is a uh, a plane that you uh, you know you, you have your your groupings, Group mm -hmm. A, Group B, right? And those that are going to be interested in in uh, catching the eclipse are all going to flock to one side of the plane. <laughs> so you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna board late, and you're gonna you're gonna walk on the plane, and everybody is going to be on whatever one side, the left, yeah, yeah the left exactly. side. Then. Okay, here's something interesting. <laughs> August the 21st, I haven't looked to see if there are any seats left on these flights or not. Two of these flights originate in Sacramento on the morning of August the 21st. Oh, boy. There's one. That they both end up in St. Louis. One goes to Seattle first, and one goes to Portland first. I've been on both of those flights in the early morning. So you can actually, you could leave from Sacramento. Um, it's flight 1368 and 1375. But just look for continuing flights to St. Louis from Sacramento on August the 21st. You're within 21 days. It's going to cost you a lot of money. But nonetheless, you could still go. Well, and you, you say you've been on those flights now. Uh, I well, don't not know. during uh, an eclipse. Do, 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 you have, do you have any idea what, whether it would be the right side or the left side of the plane? Well, I mean, you're flying north. Yeah. So as you're looking forward on the plane, the, the left side would be... No, wait a minute. The right side would be the sun side from... Yeah, no, get it right because... <laughs> yeah, otherwise, I can just see this, all these people running back and forth across the airplane, and the plane is going, dipping back and forth. Um, we've talked about this a little bit. I'm going to kind of let it go here for after, after this, but 
It appears as though the National Transportation Safety Board has now mm-hmm. weighed in. Remember when the Air Canada jet mer- barely missed the fly, the run guys on the uh, that were waiting to take off in San Francisco a few weeks ago? Right. Um, there was uh, there were a lot of planes that were on the the runway. The interesting thing is that the two Air Canada pilots were very experienced pilots. They weren't rookies. the The captain had more than twenty thousand hours of flying time. The co pilot had more than ten thousand hours. Um, if you if you don't remember what happened, an Air Canada plane was trying to land in San Francisco. He almost landed on a taxiway. There were four jumbo jets sitting there full of fuel. Uh, he got 59 feet away from them when he pulled up. Um, there actually are some still photographs that show how close. There isn't apparently any tape, but still photographs that show how close to what could have been the biggest aviation disaster in history was just narrowly averted. All right, here's something kind of fun. Um, if you remember a couple of years ago, Tom, uh, back in New Jersey, they had a big deal that got Chris Christie in a lot of trouble where they closed down some lanes on one of the bridges going into New York City. And that all involved, it, the, the backstory to that was it kind of involved a guy from uh, the Columbia, South Carolina, who wanted a flight to his town on, on United Airlines. United created one for him. And um, it's the day after he got let go by United Air by uh, by the Bridge Authority in Jersey. United canceled the flight to Columbia. It turned out that the they they caught them basically putting on a flight for one guy. United got fined, and this is just kind of interesting because United Airlines is announcing service between Chicago and Columbia. Um, so it's starting up uh, this next week, and I'm guessing this time that perhaps it's maybe on the legit as opposed to. On the not-so-legit. Passengers stuck on a tarmac for six hours in Canada. You wonder why we have a rule in the United States about people not being able to be left on a tarmac for more than two hours. These folks were on an Air Transat 2 aircraft that landed in Ottawa, set on the tarmac for almost six hours. They finally called some of the people on the plane called 911 in Canada and got their attention. That's how they got off the airplane, finally. Wow. Numbskulls. Great idea. That I mean, was or, a smart move on their is part. Is that not smart? Talk about being a smarter traveler. And finally, Chris Elliott reports that American Airlines complaints have doubled on his website. Um, he doesn't make any effort to try to, to determine, you know, who has so many flights and so many planes and what's a bigger company and all that kind of stuff. But the number of complaints on his website, American Airlines has led the list for many months. And the bad news is they're pulling away. From the pack. American Airlines is first, United Delta Spirit Airlines, which probably makes them first since they don't fly as many flights. Expedia is fifth, Hertz Rent-A-Car, Air Berlin, Amazon, Airbnb, American Express. Those are the top ten complaint categories on uh, Chris Elliott, Elliott.org. And speaking of Chris Elliott, he is going to be joining us uh, after the bottom of the hour. But coming up next, we're going to talk about things that flight attendants don't want to see on the airplane. Follow along the Travel Guys at TravelGuysRadio.com. Don't forget you can find us on iHeartRadio, even if you live in Arkansas. We are the Travel Guys. More to come. We're all about travel. We are the Travel Guys, here to make you a smarter traveler, certainly point you in the right direction. Mark and Tom with you, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Uh, Ever been on a on a flight and uh, you, somebody was up at the front of the plane and you wanted to go up and maybe go to the restroom, but but no, they're all doing galley yoga. 
people, flight attendants say people do the strangest things on airplanes. And um, and so I thought we, we talk about some of these from time to time, people doing weird things on airplanes. But it, it never ceases to amaze me what people will do. And you mentioned galley yoga, which is the first thing on the flight attendants list here. <laughs> um, this is uh, now I know you're a yoga fan, so I'm, I'm, assu- I am. I'm assuming that that that, that was it was you. Uh, no, it was not me. What they're talking about is people who have the urge to get up and stretch their legs, and so they wander to the back of the plane or the front of the plane and for a few deep knee bends. And uh, uh, the flight attendants refer to it as galley yoga, and they would really kind of prefer that you not do it, especially since one flight attendant here said, um, uh, you know, it, it's, don't come up into the, the galley and, and start doing your yoga moves because I'm, I may be sitting there eating my meal and I really don't want your fanny in my face while I'm uh, <laughs> while you're doing your stretches there. Another, a visual. Another thing they suggest is have a seat, your own. You know, the people who get on the airplane early in the boarding process and they go to about a third of the way back on the plane and then they start rearranging their baggage. Yeah, they're putting their luggage up there and it's not necessarily going well. But the thing is, is that they... People have a tendency to become impervious to anybody else on the plane. Mm-hmm. In fact, they, they're, they're not even looking to see the 150 people that are starting to back up uh, out the door, you know, because they're just not paying attention. So if that's you, you might want to take a look and see if you're clogging the aisle and see if maybe you can kind of step aside and let some people get exactly you could put your overhead bag in and then step into the row and then folks could get get away and another one on the flight attendants list here is hands to yourself flight attendants are are tired of folks uh, reaching out in in a service need and tugging on their uniform or tapping them on the shoulder or something like that you wouldn't do that in a restaurant no you really they they don't like us touching them anymore they would prefer well you can't have any fun (laughs) these days on a plane no yoga Uh, put a sock on it Pardon me? Um, put a sock on it, not in it, on it. Oh, okay. Um, that I'm... has to do with bare feet. Oh, okay. Um, that are found on bulkhead walls and uh, sticking out into the aisle and all of those kinds of things. And one of the flight attendants said, it amazes me how many people go to the restroom in their bare feet or their stocking feet. Eesh. And she said, all I can tell them is that isn't water on the floor of the restroom. Oh, boy. Um, you know, so it's, uh, as one flight attendant says, men can barely pee straight on the ground, never mind in the air. <laughs> so um, put, a, put, a, put, a, put a sock on it before you go anywhere on the airplane because, uh, yeah, that's the Tom's. Here's another one about personal hygiene. Apparently people... Uh, clip their toenails uh. with regularity on the plane, um, right on the. This just I I have, I have actually seen this happen. Um, clipping your toenails. Yeah, I, didn't you say that one time one kind of flipped up and got you in the eye? Uh-huh. Yes, yes. Is <laughs> a bit embarrassing. Here's a, here's another great one. You pack it, you rack it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You're responsible for your own luggage getting it in there. You know, the, I think one of the things is is that you do have. Some flight attendants, you know, that are capable, and they see somebody that's not, mm-hmm. and they will, you know, to kind of move things along, will will do it for you, and sometimes that sends a signal to others that maybe that's their job. Well, that's that's not the case. Uh, like I say, sometimes they just want to move things along, but uh, but you pack it, you rack it is generally the rule. One of the flight attendants in the survey said, no, I will not risk back injury to stow your bag. And make sure your overhead bin will close and latch before you walk away. If you want an unhappy flight attendant, leave your bag hanging over the lip of the bin when we are trying to get the cabin ready for, debar- for departure, and now we have to check your bag, which causes a delay. 
Um, so it's it. These are just little things, I think, that flight attendants see every day. And if you can get a flight attendant to kind of sit down to you with you in a weak moment and start talking about some of these things, they will tell you about amazing things that they see. Um, another one on their list. You're the adult. You brought the kids on the plane. Um, they're terrorizing the entire everybody on the plane or they're kicking the seats or or another one they, they love the flight attendants is they put all the kids in the same row and they said do you realize that children under the age of about five or six are really not capable of figuring out how to put an oxygen mask on so you've just left your course if you wanted to get rid of your kids why now they're all over on the other side of the plane <laughs> and, um, well, is there wouldn't there be a rule that says that if you're traveling with a a child under the age of five or six or two. whatever a two that 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 there has to be an adult sitting in that row. Uh, no, only the emergency exit rows. They won't let the kids sit there. But basically, the flight attendants are just saying, uh, "Do us all a favor and sit with them, mom and dad. Don't put all the kids on one side of the plane and escape to the other. We are not your babysitters." Um, and they go on to talk about the oxygen mask. Um, and it's it's like, why is it that the parents seat all the kids in one row and the parents behind? Because the parents are not stupid. They've figured out. <laughs> Um, but the flight attendants say, we are not your babysitters, so please don't leave your kids for us to take care of. So just some things that flight attendants, 10 things your flight attendant doesn't want to see from you when you get on the plane. Great, great list. You know, however, I, I still have to point out that clearly flight attendants are just trying to spoil the entire experience of flying. <laughs> You You're know, crazy. I mean, <laughs> you are nuts. Listen, at 3.50 today, speaking of, of, of opinions and stuff in the sky, we are looking for a couple of listeners who will come on. We would like to bribe you and pick your, your mind a little bit. We want to talk to you about window shades. We're particularly looking for people who like to take window seats on the airplane. If you're a person who likes the window seat... You might be able to win a little prize here later on in the program. We will tell you when to call in and give you some more details. Coming up after the news, though, Christopher Elliott is here. If you've gone online and checked out an airfare, gone back 10 minutes later, and the fare is higher, you're going to want to listen to what Chris has to say. John has the news next, and then back to the Travel Guys on KFBK. It's the Travel Guys. You found us. We're here. We're on the radio. Mark Hoffman, Tom Romano brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. And one of our uh, favorite guests, Chris Elliott, nationally syndicated a lot of things and consumer advocate. Uh, Chris, I'm going to ask you one question right off the bat and then I'll turn it over to Mark. Give our listeners the one travel tip that always comes up first on your list when anybody asks you for a travel tip. The number one. Oh. Top of the oh list. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, uh, you know, when I did my media training, they said, if you don't know the answer to a question, change the subject. Hey, guys, thank you. for. I'm so glad I am your favorite uh, host, <laughs> I guess I should say. <laughs> thank you so much, your favorite host. <laughs> Can I be your maybe host, we should, <laughs> Maybe we should ask you for the best tip for now that you've been traveling with the kids in the car for an extended period of time. Do you still have the same number of kids that we – as when we talked to you last time? No, no, we're down, we're just down to two now. Uh, we got rid of one. No. <laughs> um, favorite, okay, favorite travel tip, honestly. Um, the one thing that I get asked about a lot as an advocate is about the fine print. And what I find is that people just don't read the fine print. They gloss over, they assume, I'll give you an example, travel insurance. 
People think that if they buy a travel insurance policy, they're covered. And I'm using air quotes now, which you're not allowed to do on the radio, but they're covered. Get it? Covered. Uh And they're not. There are so many uh, named exclusions in garden variety travel insurance that, you know, you would leave your head spinning. You are not covered. You got to read the fine print. That also is true for an airline ticket. People don't bother to read the tariff or the contract of carriage. Those are two things that, you know, you need to know what the restrictions are on your ticket. People don't know, and they assume they can change a ticket uh, if they want to, and that's not always true. So I, I would say make sure that you know what you're buying, and, uh, and that's the, the advice I just keep handing out over and over again is be aware of what you're buying. It's page one of how to be the world's smartest traveler. Know what you're buying. And if you don't know what you're buying, buy it from the source. It's amazing, Chris, uh, when I'm leading tour groups around the country, how many times I get to a hotel desk. And, I mean, it just happens with amazing regularity. And somebody is there, and they're arguing with the people at the front desk, and they've got an issue and a problem. And invariably, it's because the problem is somewhat based around the fact that they booked with a third party. And that third party is not there to advocate for them when they get into a problem. And as you said, they didn't read the fine print and they've got a difficult situation and the people that they bought the product from are not there to advocate or help them. So valid point. Absolutely. And and um, you know, I would say there are third parties and then there are third parties. If you find a really good travel agent, someone who knows his or her stuff, then uh, that's someone who will also go to bat for you as an advocate and will read the fine print and make sure that you're not going to get tripped up by it. That's someone worth keeping. But if it's one of these, you know, third-party online sites, you know, that's that just wants to sell you a ticket and doesn't care about the rest, that might not be the way to go. Amen. Good, good wisdom there from a, from a man who would know. Listen, Chris, we last week we talked on the program. Uh, Tom, you'll remember this. We talked with Gwen Duncan about dynamic pricing mm-hmm. and how prices are moving around and stuff now, and how people are becoming very alarmed with this. But it's really becoming the way of the world. It's no longer going to be that you that there's a summer price and a fall price and a winter price. There's going to be an August twenty second price and an August twenty third price. Um, Chris, and help our listeners if you can understand. And, uh, dynamic pricing and how it might work in their favor or or, or what they sh- what they need to know about it imagine if you went to Safeway and you saw the price of a gallon of milk was 399 and then you came back two hours later and you on the, you saw an item a gallon of milk on sale for 699 that's pretty much what dynamic pricing is it's someone with a very fancy computer saying uh, we project that demand for this product is going to be higher if we sell it at a certain time, so let's jack the prices up. So the airline industry has been doing this for some time, but now hotels are doing it. Even theme parks are getting into the act. Disney, a couple of years ago, decided to do surge pricing. Uh, Uber and Lyft also do surge pricing. Basically, it says if if you come in at noon, you're going to pay one price. If you come in at 3 p.m., you're going to pay another price. If you translate that to uh, real life, it's kind of ridiculous. You would never, there'd be riots in the streets if they did that at at the grocery store or something like that. But in travel, where uh, product is very perishable, uh, it's done and it's more commonly accepted. I don't want to say it's accepted, but it's more commonly accepted. Is there any relationship between uh, dynamic pricing and what people used to refer to as uh, supply and demand, Chris? Um, 
Well, supply and demand implies that there's uh, some sanity to it, there's some rhyme or reason. But uh, let me let's get a little bit more specific on the example: an airline ticket. If you book two months in advance, or even two weeks in advance, you're going to get one price. You know, uh, Sacramento to New York, you might it might be a three hundred ninety nine dollar fare. But if you go within seven days, that same fare is going to be four ninety nine or five hundred dollars. Five fifty, whatever. And if you wait until the very last minute, that same ticket, uh, the same seat even, is going to cost you maybe more than a thousand dollars. And uh, so, so there is it is supply and demand, but you can have it. Um, it happens in a much shorter timeline uh, with airline tickets and with some other travel products. And it also doesn't necessarily make sense from a consumer perspective. You know, you wouldn't. You wouldn't know that, you know, why, why seven days, why two weeks, uh, and why two months even. And then you have all these fluctuations that happen during the, uh, the period leading up to the actual flight. So it's hard to make sense of the prices. And, and they can also change for other reasons. There, there might be a fair sale. So it really is hard to kind of figure out what's going on. That's why you have all of these uh, very famous airfare gurus who get on television and say, oh, this is the time to buy for September. But you have to buy under the light of a full moon at 2 a.m. on a Wednesday, and then you're going to get the best fare. Chris, let me let me ask you, the common consumer complaint about dynamic pricing now is, well, I went on the United website and I looked up a, a ticket, and I went back an hour and a half later and it was $22 more. The computer must have known that I wanted that ticket, and so therefore it jacked up the price when I went back. There's Computers are very very sophisticated. Certainly they have the ability to be able to do that. Do you think, in, in your opinion, are, are people playing games with the prices here, or are these just the fact that prices change a lot throughout the course of a 24-hour period uh, on an airline or something like that? Do you think there's any chance that the airline have, have configured things so that people are being charged a higher price based on their personal interest in a particular trip? I have no doubt that airlines and other third parties have figured out how to use cookies, those um that personal identifiable information that you leave behind when you're browsing to figure out how to quote a higher price. There's no doubt that that technology exists and there's no doubt that it's being used. It's very hard to prove though. Um, but games are definitely being played. Uh, when you talk about the, the whys, it could be dynamic pricing. So the price could go up in, within an hour. That's easily doable, especially for airline tickets. But it could also be something called caching. So let's say that you get quoted a fare, uh, you know, at noon, and then you come back at one o'clock, and the fare is a hundred dollars higher. Well, it could just be that that fare was stored in a cache online, but wasn't available. And then when you went to query the website, it said, "Well, we don't have any more at this price, but we have a few more at the higher price." So it could be anything, really. And that's the mystery about all this: is we just don't know. We don't know if it's dynamic pricing or caching. But what we do know is that we're trying to get uh, a, a price on a ticket that, that we see quoted, and then we're not getting that price when we go to book. And that uh, just strikes a lot of people as being completely unfair. In casual conversation, people say, yeah, I logged on and I, it's price you know, went higher on me. But you never hear them say, well, the price went lower on me. What a great deal. Yeah. I bought it immediately. So that kind well, of no, tells it, me that this is kind of a one-way yeah. street. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and uh, you're absolutely correct. Is I've, I've done research and asked a lot of travelers 
if they've ever seen a lower price. And and I've never seen, I'm sure it has happened, but it's very, very unusual. It's usually a higher price. So games are definitely being played with us. But there are ways to, to beat the system, though. We're talking with Chris Elliott, our nationally syndicated consumer advocate. You can see his column in the Sacramento Bee travel section on Sundays. You can also uh, go to his website at Elliott.org. And uh, on a daily basis, they are advocating for consumers. If you have a consumer problem, I would strongly recommend, particularly if it's a travel problem, but they handle other consumer issues also. You can go to Elliott.org, and you can find some help there, some people who who will advocate for you. And more importantly, on the website, uh, Tom, Chris has uh, the people for you to contact. In other words, if you have an issue with, I don't know, Home Depot or United Airlines or whomever, they have these unending lists of folks that you can contact if you're not getting results from customer service or something you can send a note to an executive or to somebody higher up in the chain if that doesn't work you wait a couple weeks and go further on and uh, dare I say his his website is full of stories of people who have used that method of advocating for themselves and have been able to to get some some great results um Chris before we let you take off for the day here and and literally take off because you guys are on the giant road trip the last time we left you and the kids you were in uh, truck California now you're in Olympia um, anything to report along the way or where are you going next uh, we're headed up to Seattle uh, our itinerary is unfolding day by day so I, I don't know exactly where we're going to be but we're we're headed up to Seattle Spokane and then I have a conference I need to go to in San Diego and then Alaska after that so we're really excited about the next uh, five or six weeks of this road trip and uh, the kids are having a great time Chris uh, did you plan uh to be anywhere near the total eclipse of the sun is going to be here coming up in in a few weeks in in August. Uh, we know it's going to be passing between Oregon and what North Carolina. Are you gonna you gonna make that uh, somewhere along the line? I think we might be able to see part of it, but not the full eclipse. The room rates were really really high for the eclipse, which is a whole another topic that we could talk about about <laughs> how they raise the room rates. Some of the hotels in Oregon have gotten the, the attorney general in, in Oregon is after a bunch mm-hmm. of them. You may have already seen this, that because of the fact that, you know, they're not honoring people's reservations. Some of the hotels didn't know about the, you know, the people were smarter than the hotel. And when the hotel figured it out, why well, they've gone back and, and basically kicked people out of the hotel and stuff. And the, the that's really not Oregon style. So the attorney general in, in Oregon is really coming down quite hard on some of those folks, uh, justifiably so. We actually had a case that we helped fix, and it involved a hotel raising its room rates. They said it was because of a reflagging. That's that's what the industry calls when they changed the hotel name, but they also deleted the reservation and said, oh, well, we'd be happy to have you back for an extra. It was like $200 a night, but we fixed that pretty good. So by the way, if any of your listeners are having a problem with a hotel not honoring a reservation or anything at all, they can contact me, and I'm happy to advocate on their behalf. Chris Elliott, thank you so much for being generous with your time. Again, Elliott.org. If you are a consumer and you have a problem, that's where you need to go. Thank you, Chris, again for joining us on The Travel Guys. Okay, thanks for having me. If you are a person who likes to sit on the window seat on the airplane, are you a window or an aisle seat guy? You know, I'm an either-or. Uh, oh, great. I, I, yeah, I really am. I Just mean, when we needed an opinion, you're an either-or. Yeah, I can I will, I will. can go either way. If you're a person who likes to sit on the window seat, other uh, unlike my partner here who has a hard time making do, up his do mind... I need, do I need to, to make a decision? 
Okay, aisle. We're looking for two callers. Nine, no, wait. 921 1530 or 800 834 1530. And we have little prizes. We would like, we're looking for frequent flyers who like to sit on the window, and you have to have a reason why you like to sit there. Give us a call, 921 1530, 800 834 1530. We'll be back to talk to you right after this. Leave it on a jet plane. What do you like? You like the window seat? You like the aisle seat? I'm sorry I was so, you know, indecisive, but yeah. what's the right answer? What, well, I don't know that there is a right answer. We just thought oh, okay. we'd get some opinions here. <laughs> and be, but before we do that, last week we gave away um, uh, some tickets to see Neil Diamond in concert. Um, We're coming to America. One of our, please, um, one of our winners is on the line right now. Hi, Connie. Hi, Mark. Hi. How was the concert? Hi. It was fabulous. Yeah? Uh, yes. Well, tell us a little bit about it, quickly. It's... Oh, uh, well, the seats were about 20 rows back from the stage. Who? Um, I've never been on the floor before, and people were, for the most part, polite. We seemed to stand and dance at the same time and then sit down, except for, you know, those three people who are always at every concert, but they were not blocking us. No good. <laughs> the, the, the ones that stand the whole time, huh? Absolutely, but we just kind of pointed at them and said... Had you, had you seen Neil Diamond in concert before? No, I had not. Well, so this was maybe sort of a bucket list kind of thing, huh? Yes, it was quite a thrill. Did he do all your favorites? Not till the very end, when he did the, um, you know, the callback after we applaud. Oh, yeah. okay, the encore, uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, the encore, yes. Did you but, do, did so you do, sw- did you swing, sing Sweet Caroline, So Good, So Good? We did, and we sang awesome. Coming from, to America, the whole thing, everything. Well, Connie, <laughs> congratulations on your good fortune. I'm glad that you really had a good, you had a great time at the concert. Thank you so much. You, it was a wonderful time. And uh, I think the only downside is now that I'm in, ineligible for. Oh, <laughs> well, prizes, just but for. I'll just throw out there window seat. So, there, um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Connie. We'll talk. To, we'll talk to you soon. All right, we have a couple of, of listeners on the phone here. Okay. Um, it looks like we have uh, Marley and Kim uh, from uh, Folsom and Rancho Cordova. Which one are we got? We got to put them both up here at the same time. Okay, Luis has them both. Marley and Kim, you are you are both live. Hi there. Hello. Hey. Okay, so let's talk to Marley first here. Uh, Marley, you're a window seater on the airplane, right? Yes, I am. Okay. So why the window seat as opposed to the aisle seat? See, I'm an aisle seat guy, and and I have to take the aisle seat because as soon as I take that window seat, I immediately have to use the restroom. Right. That's why I like the window seat. So nobody gets up and goes past me to use the restroom. So nobody can climb over the top of you. <laughs> exactly. Are you a sleeper on the plane? Oftentimes. Yeah. So, all right. Now, let me ask you something, Marley. You're a window seater person. Window shade up or window shade down? Oh, window shade up. That's fine. Yeah. Now, now, what if the flight attendant comes along and says, you know, it's, 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 it's nighttime. We want to we, we, we want to close all the window shades. Are you? Do you control the window? What if the person on the aisle says, "Hey, I'd like the window shade down." Are you going to put it down, or are you are you going to negotiate? You know, something. I'm pretty compliant. I would put it down. Now you see there, Tom. There, Marley would be the perfect person for you to sit next to on the airplane because she's easygoing. 
There you go. She, she, you should all, you should be allowed always to have the, uh, the window seat because of your demeanor, my dear. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's get. Let's go to Kim. Here, Are you out there, Kim? I'm here. Okay. So, Kim, you're you're a window seat person, also. Most of the time, yes. Okay. So, uh, so why the window? Um, I like to take pictures. So, like sunrises and sunsets, I get great pictures. Um, sitting by the window. What do you take them with? Uh, my iPhone. Okay. Yeah. So that that that's legit. Now, Kim. And then the and then the other the other issue is, I typically don't sleep on planes, but I will like kind of doze, and it's just nice to be able to do that and not have somebody poking you like, oh, I need to get up and go to the bathroom, and I'm not a person that needs to use the restroom when I'm on a plane, so. You know, I typically don't don't get up and use the restroom. Okay, so flight. so Kim, the flight attendant comes by and she says, "Look, all of the other window shades are down. Now, put, put put your window shade down. Are you? I'll, are, put, are, it, I'll put it down for a moment, but I'm going to be lifting it up because if there's a good good shot, I'm going to take a picture. <laughs> you see, because you got the window seat for a reason, exactly. right? Now, now with no, that, no, I won't leave it up the whole time. But yeah, I'm going to get some pictures and then I'll put it down. Very good. Now, since you're a window seater and you like to take pictures, do you try to sit in front of the wing or far enough back so that it's not obstructing your photos? Um, either either way is fine, um, as long as I'm not right on on the wing. Are you a, uh, you, are you do you get cranky if you end up with the seat where the wing is? No, no, because you can still get you can still get good photos. Take a lot of pictures of the wing. Yeah. <laughs> you ever seen a gremlin on the wing? I've never seen a gremlin on the wing. Kim, you have to excuse yeah, we, Tom. He, he's kind of fading away from us here this afternoon. He's... We just we just flew to um, to Germany um, in June, and I got some beautiful pictures um, on that flight because. It was like we were watching the sunset the whole way. Okay, so let me ask you real quickly, Kim. Would you pay Southwest Airlines $350 to fly one way on an Eclipse flight? We just looked them up, and there were seats available. Heck no. No? <laughs> no. <laughs> just stay on the ground. Thank you, uh, Marley and, and Kim, for uh, for your input here this afternoon on both window seaters. And you say you're you're flexible, huh, there, Thomas? You, you, you'll, you'll do either one. Uh, yes. Yeah, well, I'm an aisle guy. Um, but and why I, is that, Mark? Just because I don't want to have to. I don't want to. I only have to go to the restroom if I'm not seated on the aisle. Psychological. It's, thing. it's all psychological. <laughs> I completely admit it. All right. Thank you all for coming along with us today. Um, next week we're going to have Nick Valenzuela with his hashtag travel report of particular uh, interest to our millennial travelers. Thomas, you have a nice week. Remember, folks, to dance like nobody's watching. Thanks for putting up with this, folks. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Stay well, my friends.